Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, and of course, I'm joined here by my co-host, Max Mallow. How's it going, Max? It is going good. I hope everyone enjoyed our episode last week and our review of Sightless. Um, Again, fun movie. Go listen to the episode. Go watch the movie and let us know what you thought about it. Um, But we got an exciting episode today. It is officially award season in the world of the cinema. you know, things are a bit different this year with uh, uh, the world still recovering from the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, the Golden Globes and the Oscars have been delayed, but it doesn't mean they're not happening. It's just all been kind of pushed back essentially two months. Um, but the Golden Globe nominations are out, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. The history uh, of horror movies in, you know, award season in Hollywood and also just kind of a brief overview of the Golden Globes and what's going on uh, this year. Yeah, I'm excited. It was like I heard, okay, the Golden Globe nominations are coming out this week, and I kind of thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, that exists, award season. I forgot that was even a thing. Like, it's going to be very interesting. I think for the most part, things will be virtual, um, but, yeah, I'm still excited. I need to catch up on everything because – now it's even harder to go see movies so I feel like I haven't really seen like any except for the ones that were on Netflix so um Netflix definitely dominated the nominations this year um and yeah did you which ones were you most excited about which ones were you surprised about I know a lot of people were complaining that Bridgerton did not get any nominations that Netflix show that came out in December I didn't watch it so I didn't really care but I guess it was um, surprising. And also Emily in Paris got a nomination. Didn't watch that either, but apparently it was garbage and it got nominations. So very interesting. Yeah, I also have not seen Bridgerton, although I've heard it's just like Gossip Girl in England from what I understand. Um, But, uh, you know, I still uh, am a bit ticked off that uh, Tenet didn't get the... Um, the recognition it deserved, especially when it comes to, like the stunt crew, because like whatever you think mm-hmm. of Tenet, it's like, yeah, it's very confusing movie. It's like Christopher. <laughs> I saw a take that was like, <laughs> you either fit into one of two categories: either A, you think Christopher Nolan is so far up his ass with this movie that it sucks, <laughs> or B, Christopher Nolan is so far up his ass with this movie and it's amazing. And I'm trending more towards the movie being awesome one just the performances in it are really really good uh john david washington is awesome and so is our, our boy Ro- uh our pets 
Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, even Kenneth Branagh is great. It's like I really enjoyed the movie. It's really confusing, but like for the the stunt team not to get the recognition it deserves for learning how to fight forwards and backwards, it's just like I don't know. That ticked me off. But again, like you know, it's uh. It's all opinions in that sense, right? You know, there's people out there who think that Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame <laughs> should win every, like, technical graphic award ever, right? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, like, those are movies that are really, really visually impressive, but, like, that's, you know, just understand that's not the way some things work sometimes. Yeah, I haven't watched Tenet yet, um, and I do want to. It's just one of those things where I'm like, all right, I need to set aside X amount of time and, like, really be engaged. And I've probably said this on a podcast a million times. Like, I have a short attention span. I will admit that. So, yeah, it just seems daunting to me, but I do want to watch it. Um, But I was excited, though, with the nominations that Lovecraft Country got a nomination for Best TV Series Drama. Um. Horror, basically, you know, I think it'll it can count towards the horror drama uh, genre, not horror drama. Um, so uh, yeah, that was really exciting to me. Um, also, to see the Mandalorian, I was not expecting that. That was pretty cool. Um, and one that I was particularly perplexed about was Jared Leto getting a nomination for Best Supporting Actor for The Little Things. I watched this movie last weekend, and it was not good. Not good at all. I still haven't seen it. I heard it got a lot of press, right? Like, people were, had, had their eyes on this movie. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jared Leto, he's an Oscar winner. So. I know he's he's a good actor, but he was like I don't know. It just wasn't that good of a movie, and it didn't really impress me. He was just playing a creep, and many people will say he's a creep in real life. So I don't know. I don't know. It just it it just kind of showed that what they kind of had to pick from this year might have been different from last year. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh... Uh, a strange year. I mean, well, last year was extremely strange to begin with, right? So yeah, <laughs> the, the Golden Globes and Oscars are going to feel like we're awarding whatever the best was that came out of last year because <laughs> last year was so crazy to begin with. Um, so definitely going to be a different different type of award season this, uh, this time around. Like, I am glad that uh, Lovecraft Country got a nomination. Obviously, this podcast was, uh, you know, I guess is the child of the Lovecraft yeah. Country Chronicles podcast. If you guys don't know, yeah. like Natalie uh, used to host a, a podcast discussing the show and that show got a ton of love and I, I need to sit down and watch it. Cause I heard nothing but good things about it. Um, really good. But like even outside the world of horror, um, Anya Taylor-Joy getting nominated for the Queen's Gambit and Emma. Like, yeah. I, hope, I hope she wins for the Queen's Gambit. That was probably my favorite TV show last year. I really, really enjoyed that, and it's not horror at all, but um, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, and uh, I, I still, you know, I love this time of the year. I have childhood memories of sitting down every uh, every February with my mom and watching the Oscars, and you know, it's always fun to do your your guessing predictions. And I love seeing uh, Twitter threads of people trying to correctly predict the entire Oscars. It's it's a great time. I love I love the show. Uh, and I mean, even for the Golden Globes, right? It's not something that I always mm-hmm. watch, but um, 
I mean, Ricky Gervais Golden Globes openings are like, <laughs> it's like a, I don't want to say cultural moment, but like everybody knows that when Ricky Gervais is hosting the Golden Globes, his opening like ceremony and, and his talk is going to make headlines. Yeah. Because that's just who he is, right? So I'm really excited for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler to host this year because uh, as a huge SNL fan, they are legends. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It'll be very interesting as everything has been virtually. Um, I feel like I always think of the Golden Globes being like the one where the actors are just like drunk and they're having a good time because it is less serious than the Academy Awards. Um, So I will miss, you know, seeing all my faves in one room, like making funny faces and, you know, sipping their champagne. Um, But I'm still excited. And this year, one full-fledged horror movie did get a nomination, the Foreign Language Best Picture category, uh, La Llorona. And this, they made an American version of this that I watched. I did not watch the original. The original is a Guatemalan film, and the American one was not good, but so I need to watch this one. I'm really excited that, you know, this got a Best Picture uh, nomination category. Yeah, that's what pretty much the our episode's going to be about, right? Like horror movies getting yeah. recognized uh, during award season. Uh, this movie is not to be confused with The Curse of La Llorona in the yeah. Conjuring universe. Don't get that no. mixed up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exciting to see a horror movie obviously get nominated. Uh, Promising Young Women, which mm-hmm. is also in that kind of genre. Uh, right, it's like thriller. We can count it. Yeah. Um, it got a nomination for Best Motion Picture uh, Drama because, for those who don't know, uh, the Golden Globes breaks things down into musical or comedy and drama as two categories for a lot of people to get nominations. And then mm-hmm. when we move into the Oscars, it's all compiled into one general category for actor, actress, best picture, directing, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the thing I like about the Golden Globes is like my favorite movies when they go to the Globes, they have a better chance of winning because they're yeah. sometimes in a category <laughs> of their own, like La La Land. I loved La La Land and I was hoping it was going to win best picture of the Oscars, but I was very well aware that Moonlight deserved an Oscar and it should also win. Right. So when yeah. it was, when that whole thing happened, I was like, Oh, yay. Oh, wait. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I expected to happen. But, like, damn, I was so close. (laughs) Such a moment. What a moment in just Hollywood. What a crazy Hollywood moment. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk more about, uh, you know, horror movies and award seasons. But, of course, we have to get into our weekly horror news roundup where Natalie Scott is in and for every headline you need to know about. So, first off, <laughs> uh, Ethan Hawke has been cast in Scott Derrickson's upcoming movie, The Black Phone. Now, for those who don't know Scott Derrickson, this is a man who was robbed of directing Doctor Strange 2. And I'm yeah. so excited for that movie. Um, and seeing how horror could be done in the MCU. Because even now, for those watching WandaVision, WandaVision has some, some creepy aspects to it. And yeah. WandaVision is awesome. Yeah, I really like it so far. Highly recommend it. Uh, So, uh, Scott Derrickson also did Sinister, which uh, Ethan Hawke also starred in. So, I'm really, really interested to see what these two can come up with again. 
Yeah, I'm excited. And this movie is based on a short story uh, by Joe Hill. So I'm excited. I mean, I really love this duo together of Scott Derrickson and Ethan Hawke. So just good news in my book. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, I mean, hasn't been in a lot of horror movies recently. But, like, there was a period where he was just in, like, banger after banger. Like, mm-hmm. In terms of, like, box office success. Like, you had Sinister, of which is probably one of the best Love horror movies. Movie. It's probably one of the best horror movies from the last decade. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, he was in The Purge. He was in The Purge, yeah. yeah. he played the dad in The Purge, who... <laughs> what a... I mean, the the series has definitely gone off the rails since the first one, but I really, really enjoy the first one. Um, and this movie... Uh, I'm excited for it. Oh, I also missed... He was in um, Prometheus. He played uh, uh, Old Man Waylon in uh, in Prometheus, which I I'll really never watched it. You've never, you gotta watch Prometheus. It's yeah, it's it's good. I I mean, it's a it's a guilty pleasure for some, but I really enjoy that movie. Um, so yeah, the Black Phone, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, production on it is set to start in February in the great state of North Carolina. So keep an eye out for more information on that as I'm excited for uh, Scott Derrickson because he's awesome and he should still be directing Doctor Strange 2. And then another another news, uh, this headline got Natalie super excited because her her all-time fave, Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell are starring in a, quote, horror love movie uh, from Luca. I'm going to butcher his name. Can you do it? I say Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. That's Guadagnino. Yeah. Apologies if we're butchering names. Um, I know, but we're American. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the movie's called uh, Bones and All, uh, and it's based on a book from Camille DeAngelis. So give me the lowdown on this because, like I said, he is your all-time fave. We were just talking about him before we started recording when he was on SNL, and yeah, you love this man. Yeah, I do. And I'm trying to see what studio this is from because um, I was just curious. I can't can't find it. But so I really love also Taylor Russell. She was in this movie called Waves. That was an A24 movie. That's why I was kind of trying to look in this article to see if this is an A24 movie. It doesn't say so we can probably assume no. Um, But anyway, I'm really excited for this because, of course, I do love Timothy Chalamet and Luca Guadagnino is the guy who directed Call Me By Your Name. So duo right there, power power duo. And, oh, my gosh, I've seen this headline with so many memes because apparently the book that this is based on has to do with cannibalism. And I'm sure you've heard all these things about Army Hammer, who was in Call Me By Your Name. So, of course, everyone is like, oh, the Call Me By Your Name guys, they're making a movie about cannibalism, but Army Hammer isn't in it. And I also, (laughs) it's just insane. And I also saw um, some celebrity site posted that on Instagram and Army Hammer's ex-wife commented and said, like, no words or something. So it's just, it's just like so much, so meme worthy, so disturbing. And also, like, I hope this movie still... (laughs) So that's potential with all of the, you know, possible backlash. Um, Army Hammer is not involved at all. So 
So just to clear that up, um, but beyond all of that, I'm excited to see what this is. Yeah, I'm not fully caught up on the whole <laughs> Army Hammer uh, saga, um, so I don't really know what's going on there with the cannibalism and stuff. But I do know that Timothy Chalamet uh, is arguably the hottest rising star in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Uh, you know, you had Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird. Uh, he's going to be in Dune, which yeah. is directed by Denis Villeneuve, um, who everyone should love because he's amazing. Watch Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. Just breathtaking movies. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Uh, Call Me By Your Name was one of the most popular movies of uh, when it, 2019 it came out. 2018 um, it might have been 2018 but it, you i couldn't go a day in the office without you talking about how awesome that movie was um <laughs> i have like a little like poster behind me right now do you that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's amazing um so yeah really excited for that one uh bones and all um no star date has been set yet um according to the article from deadline but keep an eye on it because i'm sure uh you know Anything that Timothy Chalamet does in the next couple of years will be headline catching uh, as, oh, he, yeah. as he continues to uh, build his name in Hollywood. Uh, but the final piece of news uh, ahead of the Super Bowl, um, which is taking place this coming Sunday, uh, February 7th, between the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes taking on Tom Brady. <laughs> People don't care. If you don't care, I'm sorry. I'm a huge football fan. But. Um, <laughs> One of the most exciting parts of the Super Bowl, of course, is the Super Bowl commercials. And what gets yes. aired during Super Bowl commercials? Movie trailers. And yes, that's right. We got a new Transformers coming out from Michael Bay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Mr. M. Night Shyamalan uh, is teasing his new movie ahead of a trailer dropping during Super Bowl Sunday, which is super exciting. The movie is called Old. And I feel like a lot of like people our age and our generation – like, we grew up with, with M. Night Shyamalan, so mm-hmm. I'm super excited uh, for whatever he has to bring out because uh, I didn't really enjoy Glass that much, but I loved Split. Split was amazing. Uh, and then even thinking back to the, I mean, you got Sixth Sense, Signs. Mm-hmm. I saw The Lady in the Water in theaters, and I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> Same. I, was, I remember watching that in theaters. I was oh like 13, and I was like... <laughs> this is the weirdest movie ever. I don't understand what's going on. And I, me and my friends couldn't figure out why we bought tickets to see this movie. <laughs> yep. I distinctly remember watching that. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, especially with the world, what it is with filming, you know, being shut down and stuff like that. I'm sure this year is going to be a little disappointing for movie trailers um, during the Super Bowl. But this looks promising. Um, there's no real like plot details yet, but Alex Wolf is in it, and so is Thomason McKenzie, who you told me about in a previous episode because I didn't know her name, but I do know of her. Um, so exciting. Yeah, Thomason McKenzie from Jojo Rabbit, which yeah, so good. Um, Alex Wolf, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal is also in it, and the poster for this movie has me hooked because. It's like an hourglass, and it's like sludge coming out of it instead of sand, but also the the sludge are people, and it just says a new trip from writer-director M. Night Shyamalan, 
it's only a matter of time. And you know what? It is only a matter of time until I watch her movie. So let's, <laughs> let's get it on because July 2021, that's when it's coming out. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like this is going to have some time travel elements, which I always love, um, especially with the poster saying a new trip. You know, bring on the trippy. This is, seems to be, will probably be confusing and different timelines and stuff like that, which we always love. And I'm sure it'll have a big twist at the end in M. Night Shyamalan um, style. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be connected to science in some kind of crazy way or whatever. Just so, <laughs> or, or with our luck, the lady in the water. And I'll be like, I don't remember anything <laughs> that happened in this movie. I know. Exactly. What a crazy movie. Uh, so, yeah, that's your weekly horror news roundup. The Black Phone, Bones and All, and Old. Um, we'll probably talk about the trailer next week mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl, uh, and I'll be keeping my eye out during the Super Bowl for the trailer. So, yeah, let us know what you think about everything uh, that we talked about, but now it's time to get into our topic of the week, which is horror movies in the world of award season in Hollywood. Yeah, and it's funny because I think the Golden Globes, like you said, they have more categories and they seem more lenient with who they kind of nominate and recognize, stuff like that. So there definitely are, for the Golden Globes specifically, more horror recognition than the Academy Awards or other awards. So it's nice to see that, you know, some some of our horror legends, some of our upcoming um, actors in horror have been recognized. Um, so we'll get into kind of our favorites or ones that stuck out um, in a second. But first, we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back. Okay, so like I said, the Golden Globes definitely more lenient with who they nominate and um, different than the Academy Awards. They also highlight TV. So we have horror movies and horror TV that have been recognized, um, which is which is interesting. And I think, you know, in recent years, it seems like they're recognizing horror than they did before. I'm not sure if it's because horror is more in the mainstream now or they're kind of coming to terms with the fact that there are great performances in horror and like just recognize it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um... Like I said, it kind of has to do with the fact that the Golden Globes splits up uh, its nominations. There are a lot more mm-hmm. movies that are nominated during the Golden Globes compared to the Academy Awards, um, as it serves as a, a precursor. It's not to say the Golden Globes matter any less than the Oscars, but you know, yeah. in, I'd say, society, everyone knows the Oscars, right? And only uh, however many of those people follow the Golden Globes as well. Um, but it's also like a precursor. It's like telling you what movies are the favorites heading into the Oscars so you know which movies to yeah. keep an eye out on. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, the wave and I think respect of horror is starting uh, to really get propped up again in Hollywood, which is great because there's so many great stories that are being told both uh, on television and in movie theaters. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can think back in the past of, like, Kathy Bates in Misery, and you can think to The Exorcist. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that horror hasn't been respected or given the praise that it deserved when right. applicable in all of Hollywood. Um, but for us and our generations and the generations behind us that are starting to grow, uh, grow up now, 
horror is so much more accessible through the likes of Netflix and other streaming services that more and more people are getting involved in with in in the world. So, uh, like you already mentioned, Lovecraft Country, Promising Young Woman, and La Llorona are the ones that are nominated this year. Uh, and I mean, even I think a couple years back, right? Like what I feel like to our parents, Misery and The Exorcist were to them mm-hmm. in, in award season. For us, it was Get Out because Get Out was yeah. a huge cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and it's interesting because for the Golden Globes, they stuck Get Out in the uh, musical or comedy um, category, which was it caused so much controversy because, of course, Get Out is like a racial commentary on society today. It's not supposed to be funny. I remember when this happened, Jordan Peele tweeted, Get Out is a documentary or something like that. Don't quote me on that. If something along those lines, like... People were visibly upset, and I understand it was kind of just to get them more of a chance, maybe to win. But it it just made no sense. Yeah, it it was it was silly for the movie to be included in that, and it's it's also like weird to have it broken up into just dramas and also musical or comedy, right? Because yeah, in the case of the Golden Globes, like you'll have situations where some actors win a Golden Globe for being in a musical or a comedy but they stand no chance when it comes to the Oscars because they're going yeah. against someone who had an iconic role in a drama or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, in terms of movies, get out has really started that like TV had already kind of been building up. Cause you had the likes of true blood, getting a ton of nominations uh, mm-hmm. way back when you had Dexter, um, you had American horror story, like shows yeah. that, were huge successes on TV. Uh, and then as we got into the streaming world, you had Stranger Things, which was yeah. which won a ton of awards because of... Uh, it's not straight-up horror. like mm-hmm. it's, it's more sci-fi, but there are definitely horror elements to it. And I feel like Stranger Things also can be considered like a gateway show for some people out there who are like watching. They're like, that was really, really good. Let's see what else I might enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. so as, uh, as horror continues to develop and, and I don't want to say become more mainstream cause there's, you know, you have mainstream horror and who knows if like we ever need horror movies to be in the mainstream. Like if that's something people want, that's fine. Like I personally don't care. I love my movies and I'll, you know, I'm able to separate the two. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, the thing I think that we both want is that when a movie deserves the recognition, it gets it because I think one thing we can definitely talk about is Tony Collette getting snubbed for hereditary. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because like, if we're looking at right now, we kind of have a list in front of us of um, a few, not a few, but a list of um, nominations and wins for horror uh, that kind of we want to highlight, but a lot of them are like genre blending, you know, like you can pass it off as a drama or it's more like we one example is like Sweeney Todd, Johnny Depp won an, a Golden Globe for his role in that in 2008. Like that's a comedy or a musical. Like that's easy to throw into that category, you know, like it is horror, but it is a musical. So that kind of works pretty perfectly. Um, something like Misery or The Silence of the Lambs, you know. They were big winners and that you can say, okay, it is a drama, 
But when we get into the territory of like something, a movie like Hereditary, that is straight up horror. And I feel like award shows just aren't ready for something that they can't put into a drama or a comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a different territory that is just not the mainstream. Yeah. And Tony Collette was absolutely wrong. Yeah, I, that one caused a lot of controversy, uh, especially because that movie is beloved by so many people and for Mm -hmm. what it did for the horror genre and not like kicking off a 24 in any sense, but like, I think it definitely opened the eyes of a lot of people to a 24. And, uh, there are cases in the past of it happening. Like we already mentioned, like Kathy Bates winning best performance, uh, because misery is a straight up adaptation of a Stephen King work, which is straight up horror, right? You mm-hmm. have something like Silence of the Lambs where Jodie Foster wins best performance by an actress in a, a motion picture drama. And Silence of the Lambs is straight up a lot of thriller aspects to it, but mm-hmm. horror. Um, and like the Sweeney Todd one's a great example because like, like I'd said before, like Johnny Depp won the Golden Globe for that. But when you go back and look at the, the 80th Oscars back in 2008, the the list of uh, actors he's up against in for for best uh, best actor that year included George Clooney, Tommy Lee Jones, Viggo Mortensen, uh, and then Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood, and it's like no competition, right? As much as you might love Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd, Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood is like an iconic role in a movie and Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the greatest actors let alone method actors of all time mm-hmm. right so uh it's very uh it's very sad for a lot of people when their horror movies don't get the recognition they deserve and I don't know what it like I don't know what it would take because I feel like for Get Out uh the movie deserved everything that it receives when it comes to awards and probably even more because it's right such a important movie that had to Mm -hmm. be made and like Jordan Peele won uh, Oscars for it Uh, Daniel Kaluuya who uh, was nominated for uh, best actor in a musical or comedy again musical or comedy because that's just the category he was put into Um, uh, it's like well I lost my train of thought (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's great that that movie got nominated but like it's not it's it's not like we should just be like okay cool it got nominated let's just yeah we should also be you know for things like hereditary it's like awarding we got to give the movies and horror that deserve the nominations nominations and not treat it as like some scapegoat genre where it's just like that's not real movies like it's just Mm -hmm. it's just horror yeah Yeah, and I think it has to do with, too, like, the studio as well. Not just, obviously, if it's an indie movie, it probably won't make it to the mainstream awards, such as the Golden Globes. But also just, like, comparing it to uh, TV shows. Like like you said, True Blood and Dexter were, you know, uh, big horror shows that were um, nominated multiple times for Golden Globes. And those were on Showtime and HBO. So you kind of have to think like, okay, if a show's on HBO, it'll probably get some nomination of some form. 
doesn't even matter what the genre is, you know? So it's just interesting. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a complex conversation to begin with, right? <laughs> it's, we don't know the ins and outs of Hollywood and the nomination process and everything like that. And like, obviously uh-huh. uh, production companies and, and uh, the likes of like universal and a 24 and Warner brothers will submit their movies for their uh, consideration. Yeah. I almost said recommendation. Um, <laughs> it's like for the, you know, to the Academy, we hear our movies for consideration. These are the roles, not yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, I, I don't, understand a like what's the harm in nominating tony collette yeah and if she loses she loses that's right that's fine but like what's the harm in giving her the nomination anyway like that's yeah that's why i wish there was a little more uh i don't say transparency but like yeah kind of like what is the process right just because for people our age like when we watch these movies, it's we're, especially horror movies, right? We're, there are performances that deserve a ton of praise and credit. And Hereditary, I think, is the one that stands out the most to a lot of people. Like, even for last year, like, I'm thinking of Ending Things mm-hmm. didn't get nominated. And that movie is very psychological. It doesn't really delve into strict horror. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely horror aspects to it. Uh, but like, why wasn't that movie nominated? I loved that movie. That was my favorite movie from last year. Why wasn't that mm-hmm. nominated? Um, and, uh, yeah, I, there's always going to be a ton of controversy when it comes to nominations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing, too, that people usually get mad about is that, especially with the Golden Globes and, you know, the Academy Awards, it's kind of like once you're in, you just keep getting nominated no matter what. And it's kind of like there isn't much room for newcomers. And that's the same with horror. Like the the people in horror that have been nominated are kind of people that were already established as like award-winning actors. Like Kathy Bates went on to be nominated for a Golden Globe for American Horror Story. Um, Jessica Lang won a Golden Globe for American Horror Story. Also, like Sigourney Weaver, you know, like people that are very well established already um, kind of, I think, get a leg up if they're in a horror movie. Same with Natalie Portman. It's like she's in Black Swan. And of course, you know, she's an award winning actress. She's going to get a nomination, Um, even though, of course, Black Swan was a pretty mainstream movie anyway. um, I think if you put an A-list actor, you know, they're going to get they're going to get something right. Like it feels like at times like the movie has to break enough into the mainstream yeah, to get the nominations it deserves. Um, and I hope that, you know, movies can, uh, I guess they don't have to continue to do that. Right. It's not like, <laughs> Hey, Hey guys make horror movies that get nominations. Right. Like that's yeah. not, that shouldn't be the aim anyway. Right. It's just like make yeah. good movies because, you want to make a good movie and you want to tell a story and, and stuff like that. And uh, like, we're, we're both glad that get out got the, the respect it deserved. I don't remember if us got any of the same. Uh, I don't think so. Nom- like that movie wasn't as good as get out. Um, definitely not like a divisive movie, but it was definitely polarizing when it came to opinions and the story that Jordan Peele was trying to tell. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, but, you know, I'm really glad that Get Out got all the love that it needed. Um, 
but it, it opens up the questions of like, do we need more categories at the Golden Globes? Like, why are we throwing something like Get Out into musical or comedy? Because it doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah, and also like you could say like Get Out is a horror movie, but also you could say it's straight drama. Like somebody somebody could argue that it's only drama, and I would be like, yeah, sure. Like I understand what you're saying. So literally, I don't understand what the choice was there. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I see the question come up a lot, just even like on Twitter or wherever, like, should there be a horror category for like any type of award show? And I don't know. I, it's just like, it's something that's interesting to me, but I know it will never happen. So I'm kind of just like, uh huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think like, I think it would, would it help or hurt the Golden Globes to expand categories? You know, that's a question I think that is worth asking because I feel like most people don't really pay attention to the Golden Globes to begin with. They all have their eyes on the Oscars. But for yeah. you know, real movie fans, they'll watch the Golden Globes and you know that's when award season really kicks off and, and stuff like that. But um, for someone, I feel like, who doesn't really watch the Golden Globes, right, and they're like, oh, let me put this on, and they see something like Get Out in – musical or comedy and it's like well that's weird like mm -hmm. you know there are some funny lines in get out but the movie <laughs> is very serious all the time and the story it's trying to tell is very very serious uh and all of the the narratives in it so uh, what I, I don't understand why we can't have more categories why not like what's what's the harm in expanding it just a little bit you don't have to like Everyone doesn't need an award, right? It's like we don't have to give an award <laughs> to everybody, but we can also just be, uh, you know, more inclusive when it comes to the names and and uh, movies that we award or, or yeah. just give nominations to. Yeah, I agree. I think they could do a horror sci-fi category, and then it would make more room for people in drama. Because then they would move any, you know, thriller, horror, sci-fi into the horror sci-fi category. And I 100% am confident that they could fill it up with worthy people and movies. And maybe, I was going to say, maybe just do that for movies and not shows. Because shows is a whole other monster. But, like, they would be able to come up with at least five names or five movies that could fit into horror sci-fi. And they would be fully, fully uh about like fully worthy of getting an award like the golden globe so i don't know yeah, it's something they should do it's something they should do it's something we should start a petition for let's go <laughs> to the front lines now um like maybe it's like the worry of like not being able to fill up the category every year but like probably you know, but they can they just don't try right it's like <laughs> it, like that's what you're really worried about is not doing the work to find out to find five women who are worthy of being nominated for best actress in a motion picture horror sci-fi. It's like, mm -hmm. if, if that's something you're worried about, like you're being lazy. Um, yeah. And I'm also noticing as I look through the list now, which I, ha I haven't brought up yet, was the invisible man not nominated for anything? No. Was, or was it in last, it wouldn't have been considered in the last year of nominations. Like it wouldn't have been for 2020, right? The movie came out in February. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it came out on February 24th, so I don't think so, no. It would have to be for now. Yeah, that's a damn shame, because Elizabeth Moss is fantastic in that movie. Yeah, um, I know. I agree. I was going to do some research to see if 
Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone ever got some nominations because I haven't kept up with it, but I kn- I really liked the, the first two episodes. I, never- I haven't really, I haven't heard like much about it. Like I know I watched the first episode, but then besides that, like I haven't really heard. Um, an update though for Invisible Man, it did. Um, it was nominated for the Independent Spirit Awards of this year, but just for best editing, which is still good. Um, but no Elizabeth Moss. Oh, Elizabeth Moss was so good in that movie. That's a shame. Um, she definitely deserves a nomination. Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't know. I feel like. The and it's interesting. I was going to say, like, because she's been nominated for The Handmaid's Tale and everything like that, um, she won a Golden Globe in 2018 for The Handmaid's Tale. So she's in the realm of, like, the people that they want. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously you can go back and look at the amount of nominations that Mad Men got when she yeah, was in Mad Men. She, yeah, she was nominated one time for Mad Men. And, obviously, the show got a million um, nominations. So, like, come on. Yeah. And I mean, we can go into a little bit uh, in a couple of minutes here, all of the movies that have really been nominated and talk about our favorites uh, and the ones that have gotten the recognition um, because it's good to celebrate the ones that do, but also, mm-hmm. you know, criticize when the ones that we don't, don't get the record or the ones we do want, don't get the recognition. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, we're not experts on the Academy no. <laughs> and we, we can't break down but like we can talk about how you know why movies do deserve more love when when it happens and like it's just like i don't want to say it's silly because i love this movie quote movie but like it's weird that like hamilton which is a broadway play that Mm -hmm. came out so many years ago which is amazing and i love hamilton and yes i watched it for the first time when it came out on disney plus but I still love it, and it's still I amazing. still haven't watched it. Oh, you have to. It's amazing. I know. I it, know I do. It's so good. I'm not, like, a massive Broadway uh, nerd or anything at all, but, like, it's amazing. Um, but, like, that's getting nominated for Best Movie, and it's like, okay, if we're going to nominate a Broadway play that was made for made into a movie for Disney+, Plus, right? Disney+, Plus, yeah. Which, again, is, like, Hamilton is a huge cultural moment. Um it's just like, okay, if we're nominating Hamilton. Why can't we nominate something like? I, I more clarification on the nomination process. I think is all that we want. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, so why don't we go through like some highlights that we're happy about that got uh, some Golden Globe love? But uh, before we get into that, we're gonna take our final break. So we'll be right back. Okay. So looking over, like, there are so many that are just kind of the obvious, like, like I said, Natalie Portman, um, she won Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama in 2011. I feel like that's kind of an obvious one for her to be nominated. I do love her, so I'm happy that she won. Um, And I'm trying to think of what other ones. Of course, when you think of horror in the award um, season... Jodie Foster and Kathy Bates always stick out, like you said. Also, The Exorcist won Best Picture Drama, which is huge. That was back uh, in 1974. So there are some that, you know, kind of stick out, at least for me, when I think of horror being recognized. But it's it's too few and too many years of a span. Yeah, and uh, 
I think one that a lot of people uh, will talk about, uh, again, bringing up Get Out, was it went up against The Shape of Water that year. Yeah. And uh, obviously Shape of Water is directed by Guillermo del Toro, and GDT has a huge background in horror movies. Um, and you know, a lot of people, you know, hadn't seen The Shape of Water, and they're like, well, Get Out was the best movie I ever saw. Like th- th- that year was stacked for movies to begin with, um, and it's tough for something like Get Out, which was a huge success, uh, to go up against the. It was like, it was The Shape of Water, Call Me by Your Name, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's like yeah. so many movies that deserved, uh, to be called Best Picture of the Year, and uh, a super super tough award season like any other year get out would have won easily like any other year ladybird could have won easily any other year phantom thread could have won easily um Mm -hmm. so uh that one was and shape of water has i guess it would fit into that sci-fi yeah yeah that's what i had it written down because it's like kind of horror just because it's it's pretty much just like sci-fi i feel like um, I like did not like that movie, so I was very much just kind of like, uh, I didn't really feel like it deserved all of the awards that it got. But at least for the Golden Globes, um, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director, which I do really love him. Um, I think this was when so The Shape of Water won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, right? Yep, but then at the Academy Awards, Jordan Peele won Best Director, so it was kind of like or Best Screenplay, he won Best Screenplay. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, oh. It, GDT won Best Director as well, like no, at both. Oh. Normally, you have the director in the movie winning the same, like, yeah, it's it's a, a pretty uh, interesting occurrence when a director wins for the movie that doesn't win Best Picture. Um, mm-hmm. and also in the sense of screenplay because like if Jordan Peele won best original screenplay for Get Out which it deserved yeah how does Jordan Peele not win for also being the director who put the screenplay into action and if Jordan Peele doesn't like if he put the screenplay into action he should win best director and if he directed the movie he should win the movie should win best picture it's you know it's yeah. a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh conversation around it right um so yeah and it's one of those things where it always seems like oh well they got an award already so just like give it to somebody else just so it feels fair or whatever right um i mean even more recent than that right like last year uh parasite Mm -hmm. where nobody thought parasite was going to get the awards that it deserved because yeah a movie is amazing. That's Hollywood. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this movie's not going to get the love it, it needs. And I can't say, like, that was a movie that had my jaw on the floor uh, watching it in Alamo Draft House. I was so glad that was the <laughs> theater I chose to watch it in. And just front to back, fantastic, right? And there's definitely some some uh, thriller. I mean, there's definitely thriller elements to it. And you could go as oh, far yeah. as say there's horror uh, in it as well. Um but uh, yeah, it's strange because I feel like for most who don't watch it, right? Like if for most people who aren't up and up on how the Academy operates and stuff like that, it's confusing to see why Jordan Peele would win for something like best original screenplay, but he wouldn't win for being the best director. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, you wrote a really good screenplay, but you didn't direct it the best that you could have. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like excuse me? <laughs> it's really, really... Um, 
it's really really nuanced right um but mm -hmm. i mean again focusing back on the golden globes we can talk about the oscars more once we get into <laughs> the actual oscars um because normally the golden globes would have happened already and yep. would be heading towards the oscars the oscars are always the last sunday of uh of february but with covid and everything like that everything's been pushed back um where did you leave off i totally forgot where you left off on our list no, I was kind of just going through and talking about, like, how many of these nominations were kind of, like, it makes sense. Like, it's not like they completely deserved them, but I don't really see any that were, like, a complete, like, wow, they, like, went out of their comfort zone and kind of, you know, highlighted this horror actress or this horror movie or director or anything, you know, out of the ordinary, I would say, Um yeah. That was basically my last thought. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, going down the list, I mean, the movies that we would name here, uh, and we'll name a bunch of them, are iconic movies, right? You have uh, Sixth Sense, Interview with a Vampire. Um, obviously, Haley Joel Osment got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor, uh, and M. Night Shyamalan got a nom for uh, Best Screenplay in 2000. Uh, Kirsten Dunst uh, got a nomination at the age of 12 for Interview with a Vampire. Um, Pretty good. You had, like you mentioned, Sounds of the Lambs and Misery already. Um, Alien, Sigourney Weaver uh, got a nomination for Best Performance by an Actress in a Drama. Um, and wait, what is it? What did you write here? It says, In a Motion Picture Drama was not nominated for Alien. Oh, right. She was not nominated for the first one. And yeah, which what, is interesting. It's, yeah, very interesting to look at because if you're a big fan of the Alien franchise, Aliens is way more action oriented than Alien. And Alien. Alien is just like the iconic. It's the first one. Right. It's like one of those things that maybe they're like, oh, you know, yeah, that movie did well. But then it's like in retrospect, it was like, oh, Sigourney Reaver was really great in this movie. Okay, she did another one. Let's like give her recognition for that. It was like maybe an afterthought. I don't know. Because if you look at the two movies and compare her acting, like it's not like the first one she w was not a good actress and the second one she was. So I don't know. Right. Uh, it, it, especially because Alien is more horror than Aliens. Yeah. Aliens is way more sci-fi. Um, and yeah, that's really interesting. I uh, I love her, and she should have gotten a nomination <laughs> for Sigourney Weaver, or for Alien. But again, we weren't alive on the Earth at this point. We weren't even, <laughs> we weren't even a thought. So We weren't. Um, moving down the list, Carrie, uh, Piper Laurie got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Jaws, again, an iconic movie. Um, yeah. Multiple nominations. Uh, John Williams, one of the best uh, composers, won for best score. Uh, and then the big one that everyone talks about when it comes to award season in Hollywood is The Exorcist, mm -hmm. uh, which won for drama. So why is The Exorcist thrown into drama, but not just thrown into musical or comedy? <laughs> Can you imagine if they put The Exorcist in comedy? I mean, like, if I watch it now, I'm laughing, but it's not a comedy. <laughs> so it's, silly. I don't know. <laughs> so silly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, it won Best Picture Drama. Uh, William Peter Blatty won uh, Best Screenplay. William Freakin for Best Director. Linda Blair for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, and yeah, that movie... They did good stands alone in terms of a, a horror movie breaking into award season and, and yes. doing really, really well. Uh, I think like you can point out The Exorcist, you can point out Silence of the Lambs, you can point out 
something like I'd say probably Black Swan since Natalie Portman yeah uh, had uh, had one uh, and then really get out um, or I'd say like ones that had a really 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 good chance of of cleaning up uh, at award shows and like you know they didn't win every single award that they were nominated for um, mm-hmm. but uh, those are the ones that really stand out in my mind at least uh, but continue to move down the list you have uh a clockwork orange which is a trip and a half Um, (laughs) i was surprised i didn't know it was nominated for best picture drama i feel like they would have just skipped right over that like that's pretty impressive i love that movie i think it deserved the nomination of course but i wouldn't think that you know these people of the golden globes whoever they are would feel the same way yeah and it's you know a Clockwork Orange is on there, uh, which is, again, like a cinematic, an iconic cinematic experience. But mm-hmm. then The Shining isn't on there, which is, oh yeah, like, for a lot of people, Kubrick's best movie and their favorite horror movie of all time. And an iconic oh, yeah. movie. So, it just, again, we're poking more holes in your Golden Globes. Just going to keep <laughs> poking the holes. Um, Rosemary's Baby, uh, a movie we talked about uh Last two weeks ago, when we did our, weeks ago, yeah. yeah, we did our favorite movies. Um, a movie that is uh pretty infamous now, uh, for one Roman Polanski, but yeah. uh, Ruth Gordon won Best Supporting Actress uh during the 1969 Golden Globes for that. Um, and then now we really start to get into movies that a lot of people haven't seen and movies I haven't seen. Um, but on the list, uh, Janet Leigh was uh nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Psycho in 1969. Yeah. It's crazy because Psycho is like one of the most like famous movies ever, not even in horror, but just in general. And it got one nomination. It's like looking back, it was like you kind of messed up there. Like I feel like Psycho would have been The Exorcist. You know what I mean? I'm surprised that The Exorcist was the movie that kind of broke broke into a different league, um, just because Psycho is is so famous and so iconic, and Alfred Hitchcock um, is very respected. So. I don't know. Yeah. So many of these like conversations we're having about the Golden Globes and the Academy just ends with I don't know. <laughs> right. And it, again, like I guess kind of like summarizing thoughts is like we're both huge movie buffs to begin with outside of horror. Like we mm-hmm. love horror movies and you know, we understand that some movies get nominated others don't, right? Uh how much trying to put, put this in the correct in the correct words. Um <laughs> It's like, yes, we understand that some movies are made for award season, right? And some movies yeah. deserve the awards that they get nominated for. But also, don't, like, shoo away horror movies that just because either A, they're horror movies or you don't think they're good or whatever it is. Like, not to say that the Golden Globes just be like, look at horror movies and be like, nah, that's garbage. I don't even want to consider yeah. it. Um, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, they do that. that little bit of doubt it's like maybe they do who knows <laughs> um so it's like you know we understand the whole nuance of award season and everything like that it's very very uh i guess controversial when it comes to the movies that get nominated um yeah and there's no like i feel like there's just kind of to an extent no rhyme or reason and that's why you know, there's been so much controversy in the past of there being way too many just white nominees, like every and male nominees. And it's kind of like, 
what pool are you taking from that these are the people that made it, you know? And it's something that happens every year. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, I should say, really, it's, I guess it goes both ways, right? It's like the movies that do get nominated and also the movies that don't get nominated because I feel people are upset about the movies that don't get nominated, which then leads them to being upset about the movies that do get nominated, right? Because yeah. <laughs> by ex- by including some, you're excluding others, right? And yeah. You know, there are movies that don't deserve to be excluded, and there are performances that don't deserve to be excluded, and for whatever rhyme or reason it is, um, you know, I think just a change is, is necessary, especially during the Golden Globes, where you could just, again, add like a horror sci-fi category. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, and you know, like I said, it's just like pulling from the same pool, both genre-wise and actor-wise. It's like once you're in and you got a nomination like once or, you know, you're in a movie with a bunch of award-winning actors, um, not knocking these people at all, but you're kind of like a shoe in It's like you're going to get a nomination two million times then and, like, you're fine. And, you know, a lot of those people are very talented, you know, and I'm fans of those people, but let's let's open up. Yeah. If, if you made it to this far of the episode, we're not knocking <laughs> any of the people that we knock. Oh, no. No, it's not. Again, it's just like, include more people it's like or yeah and genres right include more people in genres in your performances in your movies because like i think one it would help the overall just like i guess i mean it's not like a ratings thing but like more people more people would care about it right oh totally yeah yeah i think at this point there are so many people that think the globes and the academy awards are just too like arrogant and just too much of like a thing that they don't watch those movies or they watch some of them and not all of them. Like, I think it would just be more inclusive for everyone to watch if there was just, you know, more, more genres and more people consider it considered. Right. Um, and just so it's not like a, a case where, you know, we go months between have or not months, but years really of not of having, uh, a horror movie get the mainstream respect that it deserves, right? It's like, okay, well, it's been five yeah. years. I guess we'll respect a horror movie now. I know. Um, and some people will be like, well, just make better horror movies. And it's like, what? Well, they exist. I mean, I guess, yeah, in some cases, but also it's like, it's just the whole conversation is filled with nuance, right? It's not yeah. black or white, yes or no. It's, it's very, uh, it's very nuanced to begin with. Um, and we're not going to sit here and pretend like we know all the nuance about Golden Globes, but we'll ask the questions because I guess that's what we did, right? We just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a discussion. Yeah. We don't have the answers. We're just posing some questions and saying, I don't know a bunch of times. Yeah. It doesn't really help people <laughs> who are listening to us for the answers. Cause like, tell us the answers. Like we don't know the answers. Sorry. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope it just every year the the conversation comes up, right? Every single year, it's like, why wasn't this person yep. nominated? Why wasn't this person nominated? Um, and uh, we love horror movies. Horror movies should get more nominations. Or I all we're really asking for, at <laughs> the slightest, is just the movies that do deserve them, give them to them. Don't exclude them for whatever. Re- like, oh well, we had to nominate these five movies. We couldn't nominate this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the least we can ask for is just 
a wider array for the Golden Globes when it comes to nominations and putting the right movies in the right nomination categories. Yes, for the love of God. <laughs> it, 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 like, I think in 20, uh, I want to go back and look at the Golden Globes for 2018 with Get Out because I want to see what it, uh, what it was nominated against for in Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Okay, yeah, here you go. So, in the category for uh, Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, you had Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, and I, Tanya. And I, Tanya wasn't a comedy either. Right. So, let's just go one by one. Right. Get Out. <laughs> Amazing movie. It doesn't have the musical mm-hmm. numbers that The Greatest Showman does. <laughs> Just like, it's like, why is this movie in here? Why is it in this category? The Disaster Artist, a comedy. Very funny. Yes. Lady Bird, a drama. As far as you could say, say. I think you could say drama comedy. Like, it's more of a comedy than Get Out, I would say. I mean, well, yeah, I would say so. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely a lot of funny dialogue in Get Out where you watch it and, like, laugh at, you know, what Jordan Peele is, is. is showing you on screen. Um, mm-hmm. But Lady Bird is very much about the tale of a, of a girl troubled up, tr- a, a troubled girl growing up in high school and going through yeah. the, what's it like being in a, you know, a teenager. Um, I, Tanya, not so much. Um, that's, I don't know why it was not that put was in drama. drama. Um, but then like, even like, or Daniel, why it was nominated at all. Yeah. Like Daniel Kalu- uh, Kaluuya, who is amazing is going up against yeah. James Franco for playing Tommy Wiseau in The Disaster Artist. And it's like those two for the Golden Globes, we're talking about specifically the Golden Globes. When you're going to put them into it, like when you get to the Oscars, it's very much like this is the best person. This is the best actor. Yeah. In all of movies from the entire year that have been nominated. It's like, okay, I get that. But to put uh, Chris Washington up against Tommy Wiseau, makes no sense that's completely two sides of the spectrum it's right. so stupid it's two so different stupid. characters it's 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 uh bizarre like even the fact like ansel elgort was nominated for baby driver that year in the same category um and hugh jackman is playing pt barnum and he's getting nominated in the same category it's <laughs> i hate it here yeah it's it's so confusing um it's it's super super confusing i just wish there was uh I guess, I don't know. I'll just, just, let's make it the MTV Movie Awards, the most respected <laughs> award show in all of, in all of movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Is my answer to it all. <laughs> yeah, especially like, I feel like this conversation is just needed as more and more independent. Uh, well, I don't say just independent, but uh, different production companies are becoming more and more popular with people our age. Yeah. Like A24 specifically. A24, yeah. Like if A24 was as popular as it is now, back during like when The Witch came out and Hereditary, I would like to think that maybe the reception would have been different and it would have gotten some nominations, but who knows? But like as movies trend more towards, you know, even like Blumhouse is putting out movies that are like Invisible Man, just fantastic movies that deserve. Mm -hmm the respect and the the nominations and just the praise 
That deserves. I'm rambling at this point. This whole episode's <laughs> been full of rambling, but that's why you, that's why you listen to us. Um, yeah. I just figure it out. Just cl- clean it up. I, I guess that's the way to do it. Clean it up. Just <laughs> fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. That's it. Fix it. I guess. I agree. Um, so if anyone is still listening to us ramble, I mean, no, it's been a good conversation. It's just a lot of like huge holes and just wondering why this is happening. And we know we're not the only two horror fans out there. It's a huge, it's a huge fandom. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in future years, I guess. But um, if anyone is still listening, let us know what is your favorite horror movie or favorite horror performance that was snubbed by any award show. Tell us why, and we'll probably agree with you. Um, tweet at us. My at is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end, and then Max is at Odd Slice. Make sure to give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. And I think that's it. Any last thoughts on what we don't know, Max? Um, what don't we know? We don't know a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, fix it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's an important conversation to have. That's all I'll say. Yeah. We should just be having these conversations. And I agree. Whether we like the answer or not, let's just have the conversation. I agree. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.